Welcome to Apple at Work. My name is Bradley Chambers, your host as always. Um, this week we have a frequent guest on the show, on the show, uh, Alcir from Mosul. Uh, Alcir, welcome back. Thank you, Bradley. It's great to be here again, as always. Thanks for having me. Well, the topic this week is something I've been um, thinking through really like heavily since maybe this summer. And um, I was at Amazon's conference recently, uh, their big reInvent conference, which is always the weekend after Thanksgiving. Uh, they had some announcements around uh, AI in the enterprise. And, that, and that's certainly kind of been the theme, I think, all year in the tech industry is generative AI. Obviously, started with, with OpenAI um, about this time last year. But then you've seen just like a rush of announcements from Google. And then you're seeing like AI be integrated into like a ton of different platforms. And, and obviously Amazon had a bunch of announcements. And one of the things, um, you know, you know, things kind of you know, oftentimes can start in the consumer world and they, and they come to the business world. Uh, but I, I've really been thinking like I've been hearing about, you know, AI and machine learning for IT people um, for a good part of 10 years. What is different? And I mean, clearly something's different now, but in your, yeah. your opinion, like what is different today? Like with this new crop of AI tools versus what we were being told, you know, five, six, seven, eight years ago. Yeah, you're you right. I believe you are now in an explosion about the word AI and AI is everywhere. I believe there is a high chance someday we are going to buy a burger someplace and we'll see like AI somehow there. But you're right, uh, at least on our world, on the enterprise world, AI has been part of what we do and a lot of the companies are doing for quite some time. And uh, a few examples here, uh, if you look at the cybersecurity uh, market right now and you get all the good quality so providers, good quality solutions, but basically off then they are using and have been using AI for quite some time to analyze data on the device, to analyze behavior, to find malware. Um, if you look to video conferencing solutions, uh, they are doing that to optimize audio, optimize video. Uh, machine learning has been used extensively on phones to make our photos better. So yes, a AI is, is part of what the enterprise uh, IT manager does for quite some time, but I believe it was more on the back end, was more on, on on how things were processed and how conclusions were made, uh, and there was not a direct interaction uh, between the end user uh, uh, with the AI. And, and I believe that's what changed this year. I believe OpenAI came introduced. Generative AI, what is a revolution for for several different reasons, but for me the main one is really bringing AI to the mainstream. So now all of us can just go to the app store, get an app on our iPhone, and 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 using natural language, and that's a very uh, powerful difference. Uh, just ask for an app to create some content, create an image, create a a a a a. a, a text about something or help to write an email uh, or help to 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 make the my party invite more appealing to my guests and in, in a matter of seconds that will that will come and it's actually quite good so i believe that's what changed now it's really bringing the word ai and this uh, connection with ai to the mainstream uh, and then the simplification 
and, and, and this, this possibility of a direct contact between any of us, regardless of our technical backgrounds, with AI using uh, natural language as the, 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 the UI, the user interface there, that's, that's quite powerful. And, and I believe that is, in my opinion, the reason for this revolution that we are experiencing now where AI is everywhere, every single company and everyone, it's actually making that the core of their business. Like, I believe we are in a moment now and I don't know how much that will last. We, we saw that a couple of years ago about crypto and it kind of disappeared now, but uh, we are in, in a moment now where basically every company is becoming an AI company that also happens to do something else, right? Everyone is trying to be an AI company uh, doing something else, but I believe that's that's the reason. Yeah, that's a great point. I didn't think about the machine learning aspects, again, on your iPhone. Um, and, and that really highlights to me where I think this is going in the enterprise. Um, so, I mean, again, so machine learning, great example, is like when, when you get photo suggestions or it's kind of when you plug in your phone and it's analyzing it for data so you can search it, you can it's picking things out, you don't get a notification like, Hey, machine learning is happening now. Right. Like it's yeah. just part of what's happening. It's just like machine learning is the technology, but what you, the end user, perceive is like, it's doing this to my photos, which is good. So, yeah. and I think the word that's because, so like, we're in this place now with, with, you know, generative AI and these large language models where we're still going to like prompts. So it's like, I'm going to open AI's website to do a prompt. I am going to Google Bar to do a prompt. And I think, I don't think we're there like forever. I was thinking about this last night of like open AI's business is in, in the future is not going to be like you paying for, you know, the premium version of chat, you know, GBT. Like that's not the business. The business is in the API usage. So when um, I'm sitting down at, you know, a website, like I'm just on an example, like ClickUp, like ClickUp's, ClickUp's a productivity tool. Uh, it's like a, a collaboration tool for teams. Like they have AI. It's probably using OpenAI's API on the back, back end or some sort of API. Like they probably didn't build this all themselves, but it's now just like in your existing tools. And I think that's probably where everything goes. Like we're, again, you don't have a machine learning app on your iPhone. Like it's just baked into the software on the phone. And so like, let's say you're using, um, you know, insert, you know, Amazon, you know, cloud tool, AWS cloud tool, like it'll have AI just built into the interface you're already using. Like it'll just, it'll almost be a new, like there'll be a new feature. And today they're calling it AI because that's like the buzzword, mm -hmm. but it's possible like five years from now, there'll be a new feature that's using some next generative, you know, AI technology. And it'll just be, you won't even know that it's AI. It's just like, you know, new functionality. Yeah. Um, just in the same way, it's, it kind of reminds me of like, when Google launched, like you just like, Precisely. you know, nobody it's, talks. Yeah. It's just like, it, it was like innovative at the time, but now it's just like, well, everybody, everything has search or, or like spotlight on the Mac. Like that didn't exist before. Like there were some haptic solutions, but like, it's just kind of just, it became the default pretty quickly. Um, do you think, I mean, again, talking about like employees today, do you think that like letting them use like a Google Bard or an open AI, do you think it's safe for them to use that at work today? This week's episode of Apple at Work is brought to you by... 
This week's episode of Apple at Work is brought to you by Simple MDM, a powerful and intuitive MDM solution designed to simplify and streamline your Apple device management workflows. Managing and securing a fast-growing Apple device fleet can be overwhelming for companies of any size. Simple MDM offers powerful features and comprehensive device management capabilities to help overcome these challenges. You can automate device onboarding, enforce policies and restrictions, and customize settings with advanced configuration options available in the user-friendly interface. You can streamline application management by deploying App Store, VPP, and custom apps at scale, or offer self-service to macOS users with Simple MDM's Monkey integration. Don't let complexities of Apple device management slow you down. Simplify your workflows and unleash the full potential of your Apple devices with Simple MDM. Visit their website at simplemdm.com slash 9to5mac to learn more and start your free 30-day trial. Thanks again to Simple MDM for sponsoring Apple at Work this week. That's a great question. And I, I believe as any technology, uh, any new new thing that's created, it's always important for us to... Uh, make a very uh, intentional uh, decision and analysis about that. Uh, yes, we are talking about companies that have great reputation. So like Google with Bard and OpenAI with ChatGPT, those are great companies. But in, in, in the end of the day, uh, they are processing data. They are using inputs. Uh, so I, I don't know if it, I would say that it's unsafe in, in any manner, but I, I do believe companies and IT managers uh, really should uh, be uh, very intentional uh, in picking where AI will be used and why it will be used. There are privacy concerns. Uh, so AI is actually uh, being trained by data they could source, but are also uh, continue to be trained by the, 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 the connections and relationships with the user. So the more you ask, the more you follow up on the initial uh, response, the way you, the, the, the more you correct that, you are teaching uh, that AI uh, engine it to be smarter and that information you provided uh, in the end of the day will become part of that uh, uh, data set that was used to make that AI uh, powerful and smart. So uh, I do see some uh, attention points, especially in terms of privacy. What type of information we are putting there? Uh, are we getting a very confidential report and asking the, uh, an AI uh, a solution to write better for me or present a PowerPoint to my boss? Maybe that information will be there and will be used again uh, in a different context. Uh, am I getting customer information that I have the re response responsibility to protect uh, and I have the responsibility to store correctly following my privacy uh, commitments, my privacy policy, and I'm offering in a very naive manner, right? Like, hey, Bard or hey, ChatGPT, can you just write this better for me? Can you just uh, build uh, uh, a document based on this uh, data set? It's a very naive request, and I don't believe everyone understands what's happening on the back end. So I believe we need to be very intentional, especially with privacy concerns. And also, what is far from the mainstream and, and how everyone understands AI, it's, it's, it's basically uh, uh, 
the data set that's behind that. So AI will give you uh, an information, a response, and will construct something for you based on how that AI engine was trained uh, and that was trained on data. So it's 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 important to remember of potential uh, uh, flaws on AI that are very natural. And again, developers are working really hard uh, to overcome of those. But AI hallucinations uh, where AI actually makes a wrong conclusion. It's quite normal. We see happening all the time. And it's okay, right? If we are expecting that as a possibility. So I believe the our judgment about, hey, does this make sense or not? Uh, should should be present when we are interacting with AI. Uh, we also need to be concerned about uh, biases, errors, or 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 or, or potential uh, uh, issues. So AI will give you a response based on the data that was used to be trained. So if you just train AI and say that jazz is music and what's a good music uh, and you ask that it will tell you it's a jazz uh, and it we know it's not a reality and in the same way that can happen with uh, music it can happen with anything else so we also need to be very aware that uh, improper training uh, or a narrow or not uh, representative data sets when used to train AI will create uh, results that maybe are far from reality and do not represent uh, the reality. And again, uh, it is, it's a technology, so it's okay. I believe the responsibility is on our side to understand that and judge it and use as a tool, as everything else, I believe should be used as a tool, uh, another tool, very powerful tool that we have now at our disposal. Companies have, uh, uh, individuals have, but we need to use that as a tool. I don't believe we can use that in any way uh, to replace uh, our judgment, replace uh, uh, our understanding of things, and 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 also be very very aware of uh, which information we are providing to AI, and every time we provide something or we give an input, uh, we need to be aware that that information can go to different places and we don't necessarily will have a way to take it back. One of the things I was thinking about recently um, is like, you hear people like, you know, on the the other side of that, like, you know, nobody should be using, say, let's just use Google Bard, for example. No one should be using uh, Google Bard. It's like, okay, um, why not? It's like, well, you're giving, you're giving it private company information. It's like, okay you're putting that same information in a Google doc. And that, that kind of like changed my mind. I'm like, this is the same argument we were like having about the quote unquote cloud 10 years ago. Like, no, you shouldn't, you know, this stuff can't be in the cloud. It's like, it, it is. There, there, there are, you know, obviously like it ultimately like a cloud is just someone else's computer. So like, even if like you run your own data center and you expose it to the world. It's the same thing. Like it's private company information in a public cloud or private cloud, but it's still a cloud. Like unless a 
you know, document never, you know, only works on like you know, that only exists on a laptop that's never been connected to the internet. You cannot guarantee full certainty that something isn't out there. And so where I think this is where I think Google has an ex- kind of has maybe has a leg up over um, open AI is the idea of Google workspace being a key part of many organizations already. So it already has access to say your Google drive data. And so maybe then like um, you get like a sandbox version of Google Bard that like any inputs are not ever added to the overall large language model, but it only works internally with you. Like it improves your large language model, but it doesn't feed like kind of the general public one. Um, And again, same thing, like it'll be, like, you know, you the future there is probably just like you're in a Google Doc and it'll be like using AI on top of what your existing thing. And, you know, Google Bard will maybe be something you can do, but it'll, again, it'll be in the existing Google Workspace tools. They'll be supercharged with AI. But I do think I do think there's something, a trend there. You know, I think that people say that history doesn't repeat itself, but it also rhymes. But like the same arguments I'm hearing against the use of like AI with company data were the same arguments I heard about cloud services. 10 to 15 years ago. Yeah, I believe you 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 have a really good analogy there and I believe the difference here uh is that the data that is used on the AI actually incorporates a large, large language model so uh it's possible if a provider is it's it's really not restricting that that you provide an internal document with a number, let's say, hey, that is our forecast uh, for uh, 2024. And then someone comes on the other side, say, hey, do you know the forecast for 2024 for this company? And because that information is on the data set, uh, it will we could potentially provide that information. That's where the main concern is. But again, I believe as everything we do, uh, it's, it's more about, uh, understanding and getting information. Uh, what we are discussing here, it's a very practical reality. We do have public information on several providers now where some of their products are using the inputs from users uh, and incorporating that on the large language model. Uh, and we also have very clear examples, especially on the use of the API. Uh, I, if I'm not wrong, ChatGPT API uh, has that information. Uh, where like, hey, everything you use here will never incorporate or never use it outside of your context. So again, I believe it's more about finding companies that we can trust, find companies that are trying to work in a, in, in a way that is serious and, and transparent uh, and follow their their policies and information to make their, the right decision. So my recommendation would be uh, for an IT professional, if they're trying to pick a solution or, or review something, it's also to, to work and partner with the information security team in the same way that's very common for information security teams to uh, read privacy policies uh, of new providers to understand how they process the data, if they're sharing with someone, if they're getting our habits and sharing with uh, an advertisement company. Like 
it, it, it's common. That's part of our day to day, and we know how to handle that. And I believe AI is just another another thing that should have that treatment. Like, hey, we are using these. How this data will be uh, treated? Uh, will this be used to train or, or to to create a, a response for other customers outside of our scopes? Uh, will it not? Uh, and 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 I believe that's it. And it's 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 more about be cautious. I, I, I mean, I, that may be the title of the show was to be cautious because it you're going to use it. Like it's coming to every tool that you you use today. And so it like not using it is like just, it's just not going to be feasible. Um, now back when I was, um, it was, I was out of the country back in uh, September. I spent a few, uh, basically almost two weeks in London and Scotland, which was fantastic. But while I was gone, you all had a uh, nice announcement um, about some upgrades to the Mosul uh, platform using AI. Um, what what all did you all announce? And, and you know, it's kind of good timing. It's been a, it's been a couple months since you announced it. Kind of. So what what did you announce? And what is, has the customer reaction been? since then yeah we have ai and mozo for quite some time but i believe it goes back to your first your first point right ai is uh part of enterprise software for for a long period now and we had that uh on our back end in several different solutions we had that on our edr solution uh we have that we recently released a new solution a new security solution uh, called Zero Trust that is leveraging AI on the back end as well to understand uh, the use uh, of the device and, 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 and making a decision about what should be trusted or not. It's a quite interesting way, but again, it's, it's, it's how AI has been used in the enterprise for quite some time, and I believe uh, there is a large impact there. But uh, what we did that was very exciting, and I believe that's what you're referring to, when Generative AI came, uh, and when this possibility of using natural language uh, to ask for something and having AI creating a, a response for you uh, tailored to your needs, uh, we're like, whoa, how can this work for coding? And then if we go one step forward, because it's not only like, I, I don't want to offer this necessarily for our developers only like how can i offer that to the end customer and then what became fascinating for us was uh, understanding how we could use generative ai to help customers to create uh, scripts uh, bash scripts that they naturally need is it's part you know uh, you have experience managing apple device especially when you're managing macs it's quite common to have to use scripts for very specific needs you have for automation. Uh, and this is a skill uh, that it's not technically or super accessible to every single user on our platform. Uh, and even for the more sophisticated users, those who can uh, create a script, it's a time-consuming task. Uh, so we, we decided to try and say, hey, can we use these to generate scripts for customers? Uh, and then when we started to play with it, it was amazing. And I remember uh, I did all the initial uh, uh, testing and prototyping and everything. And I believe every time that I was playing, I was laughing. I said, hey, this is amazing. This is really cool. Um, and and this is what we did. So Script AI basically allow, uh, allows any user to give 
as a very basic input. Uh, so, for example, can you delete uh, the SSID called I don't know auditorium from uh, uh, the, the saved SSIDs on my device, and it's it's really like a natural language input as you would ask to a person, and the solution will give you back uh, a script that will be ready to run. You just select the one or the group of Macs you want to run that and plus run and it will run. Uh, that is, in my opinion, revolutionary. Uh, maybe uh, without that, someone would or need to write the script, understanding how the Mac works, understanding where that information is stored, how to delete that information, then understand all, all the syntax of uh, 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 the, the script language being used. Uh, and now it's, it's a matter of three, four seconds and virtually any Mozo administrator can get that script, uh, get the job done and go to the next thing without even noticing that in another in another scenario or six months ago, that would be a way more complex task. And again, that's not only for those with no information. That's also for those with good knowledge uh, of scripting. I prototype a lot of tools we, we later uh, uh uh, offered to customers. I prototype a lot using scripting. So uh, I, I'm a heavy user uh, of scripting on, on the Mac. And I, I, I catch myself using script AI all the time to, to help me with very simple things, uh, saving me a lot of time on the research, optimizing my time. And I believe that is the core of this AI. There is a lot of people, uh, and especially in the IT world, saying that AI will replace people. I really don't believe so. I believe AI will make us, uh, will enhance a lot, will augment a lot our potential, will uh, uh, improve a lot how we use our time, uh, our efficiency. And I believe that will be good for everyone. That will be good for individuals. Uh, it will be good for companies. That will be good for end users. Uh, and we are quite excited for that. And we are quite excited that basically, if I'm not wrong, the only use of generative AI available on the Apple IT market today, it's, it was introduced a long time ago by Mozo and it's still the only one and customers are loving it. We get feedbacks every single day from customers sharing how, how it is helping them. Uh, I think scripting is a key place where it's, it's very, very powerful. But it, for novice users, it can be very difficult to get in. And with generative AI and as like, like a natural language model comes here, um, it's really going to be impactful. And like you said, it's, I don't think this is like necessarily replacing people. Like I, I think this is getting allowing people to move faster. Um, and I think a lot of you know, IT and security teams are – you know kind of treading water. And my hope is that the use of this kind of technology gets them to where they're more comfortable and to be more proactive with things versus necessarily reactive. Um, and, and then also lower the barrier to, to onboard, you know, a new, a new administrator that maybe isn't as, you know, again, scripting is a good example. Maybe you're not a scripting expert, but like you, you have skills around that and okay, like now you don't have to be a scripting expert. We're going to help you do that. So I think it's, you know, really, really exciting. Um, I do think this will be, if like this year was the, the year of like, you know, the, the AI hype with, with large language models, 
I think next year, every company will have some sort of AI built into their platform. Uh, I think that I think it'll be it's going it's to be kind of like the year when everybody seemed to get a website uh, back in the 90s. Like this will be the year for for AI and every tool you use. And and, and again, in, and probably in a couple of years, we won't yeah. even be talking about AI because it'll just be everywhere. It just in the same way we're not talking about like SSL. Yeah, I, I, I believe a good way to think about that's like, okay, Last year I was a restaurant. This year I am an AI company that also sells burgers. And next year I'm a restaurant again. Probably that'll be right. the way it is, right? So, and then we see that's, that everywhere no, right now. <laughs> no, that's great. I mean, because like now there are there are no companies that are like, "Hey, we're an internet company." It's like, no, every company has a website. Every company has some sort of like, you know, online component, even if it's just like, you know, a social media account. Like, it's like every company uses. I mean, maybe not every company, but like it's the exception is that when a company doesn't use a website and yet, like, I'm even seeing like small retailers, mom and pop retailers, they're using Shopify and selling online, selling on Instagram. So like everybody has an internet yeah. strategy. And, and we don't company, need to put .com on the name of every company anymore. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's a great way. Yeah, like, there, there's like a, there's a, there's an age of people when like pets.com means something to like pets.com means something to everybody. But like, if you're say above the age of uh, 35, pets.com means something drastically different. It is like symbolic of that dot com era of like just yeah. So it, I get it's a great way to put it. Next year, you know, I'm an AI. I'm a I'm a AI company that sells burgers, and I'll just be a restaurant again. That's a great way to put because it, it'll just be back into our tools. Um, this has been great, Alcio. Thanks for coming on Apple at Work. Um, I think you know it's a good way to kind of wrap up the year. The year of AI, and then next year it'll just be like the year of something else, and uh, we'll and we'll get right back to work. Uh, but we'll have a link in the show notes to the uh, announcement you all made back in September with the with the upgrades uh, on on scripting. Again, great stuff, and uh, we will talk to everybody next time. That's great. Thank you so much for having me again. And if we don't talk again, uh, happy holidays uh, and 